Welcome to the duct tapes. Hello, everybody. Uh, I thought you're not going to do your signature quack anymore. Quack. <laughs> I was almost going to do it, but then I thought maybe it's just me it's who your enjoys card. it. Um, okay, so we, gotta, we are back with another great episode. Yes. We had special guest, special first time returning first guest. First time returning guest. Mr. Otto. Yep. We're just going to go by first names today, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Former, <laughs> former storybook uh Champion. Hero, master, champion. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. couldn't figure out what he's yeah. officially called. He's but. something with storybooks. <laughs> um, yeah, um, to talk about React Native. Yeah, and getting started. Getting started, right. Um, React Native is something that Tiffany and I use pretty much daily. All the time. Right. And we'd like to hopefully um, touch on different parts of what makes it so great. And hardships as and well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ups and the downs of, of living in the React Native world. Um, today, we kind of just discussed getting started in it, um, how all of us, I don't know, reacted to that. Yeah. Reacted native to that. I mean, I've used it in professional and personal projects, mm -hmm. but I've only been using it for about like six weeks now, like just under two months. And I've really enjoyed it. It has great benefits for like getting started right away. Super efficient, especially if you're coming from a web developer background. Yep. Um, but there's also some uh, things you should be aware of too for some when you get sure. yeah a little bit deeper into things and you're getting ready to publish your app. And I don't know, it was great to have Otto on with us today because we just kind of had a roundtable discussion and hopefully you guys will get a really great like top view, like big picture of what it's like working with this technology. Yeah, because we think it's great. Absolutely. So, see so you guys. I right guess, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, to get things started, we are doing today's episode on React Native. It's very exciting. Getting started in React Native, right? Getting started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we all use it very frequently at work, and so hopefully we'll have some really useful insights for you guys. Um, I guess the first thing to discuss is, like, why would you choose React Native, which is used for developing mobile applications in JavaScript, instead of learning Swift or learning Kotlin or doing it the, mm. the actual native way. <laughs> yeah, well, if your company consists of mainly web developers who know React already, it's pretty easy to get started with. Right. Like you're still, less, the syntax is uh, almost the same, except you're using views and text and other... Very small learning curve. Yeah, React from native React. component. Yeah. So it's really easy to get started with. As and opposed to learning a whole new two whole new languages yeah. yeah and the tooling around them as well and all that i mean i've only been using react native consistently now for i think this is my sixth week so i am almost completely new still to it and it has been very easy to pick up from knowing javascript and knowing react you have to wrap your text in a text component every time otherwise that won't work that was one of the very first things <laughs> i learned that's the first hot tip from yes. this episode <laughs> <laughs> use native. the text component I remember that yeah <laughs> you're welcome but so that's awesome. Um, and that was kind of when I, before I even used it, my takeaway too, like it's super efficient just to get something up and running. Would you guys say that's the biggest benefit of it or does something else come to mind as well? Yeah, well, you can, running the simulators through React Native is pretty simple and you have the hot reload as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that, that. That's really nice. And debugging in browser, like you can open Chrome Dev tools after you connect the debugger and see all the logs and whatnot. Yeah, I remember just being surprised at how um, easy it was to get an app up and running. Like, the time frame was like 10 minutes, just walking through the <laughs> React Native CLI. Then you get that little example app going, and you start messing around with it. 
so you can immediately see your progress like the visual is all right there yeah they do a really good job of making it easy to jump in um, and do some real basic stuff you know that's awesome and i actually have a question because i love using my inspector like during web development but the react native inspector has not been hmm. quite as easy to use is there like a trick to using that do i just have to look into it more or do you guys even use your inspector a lot when developing mobile react native applications yeah at least i use it <coughs> for checking the layout and whatnot but for definitely like coming from a dev dev uh, web development background <laughs> it's a lot different like uh hovering like tapping the yeah uh, elements on the simulator it's different so Okay. I rarely use it, but th don't take that as an <laughs> endorsement or, or <laughs> like I guess because I don't yeah. doesn't mean much. I have to get used to it a little bit more then, because yeah, it's not it's not quite as convenient or like smooth to use for me. But very cool. What are some of your like favorite? I guess like what libraries do you use in your projects? Because like I know some of my favorites for developing React projects, but for React Native, what do you find you definitely need to have? Well, uh, for navigation, you need something in depth. So I guess like navigation okay. libraries, React Navigation is the most popular one at the moment. That's the one that I've I've stuck with throughout all my projects is React Navigation, and particularly with the latest uh, release, which was what they're on three now. Yeah, three point something. Yeah, the one that uses the gesture handler. Um, it's great. It's really uh, robust. Gives you a lot of customization. And that's pretty much, as far as libraries that I use with every project, I would say that's the one that is consistently brought in. Yeah, yeah. And otherwise, like for state management, you can use Redux still like on the web as well. That or was my next question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or you could start with React Context, which is now much easier to use than before. Yeah. Like in at sixteen sixteen point something, they brought out a new Context API. Mm -hmm. You could nice. use it before and it was much more complex and more annoying to use. But nowadays, like when you start a new project, you don't necessarily need to take Redux in mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, I've used Context on, on smaller apps and it's been awesome. I'd be curious to use it on a, you know, like a five tab deep app. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there are a lot of resources nowadays, and there's the like the hooks came out, and they have the use context hook, which you can hook into, hook yeah. into the context. So that's nice, and yeah, it's pretty good. Why don't we talk about just getting started? Like, what do you like if you're just sitting down at your laptop and you say, "I want to launch an app." What's the first thing that you do? Yeah, well, I guess you would go to the React Native documentation, getting started. There you go. Getting started. <laughs> Hot tip number two. <laughs> Read <laughs> getting, the documentation. Read yeah. the docs. Yeah. And there's the section to getting started with and initializing the React Native CLI and, and initializing yeah, a project. And we so should talk about there are two ways to initialize, right? Yeah, there's the Expo React Native stuff, and then there's the other <laughs> just, other the, React so Native, just yeah. the react native cli oh yeah i don't think i've used expo before so what is what is the main differences there well with expo you cannot really use the native libraries outside of react native's own apis and what expo mm -hmm. provides so it's limited in that sense um, i haven't used it that much but i think yeah like if you're using the react native cli you get access to all the packages and modules you want so yeah, I've used Expo briefly um, before needing to what's called eject from Expo and just turn it into a regular React Native project because I needed to access a lot of the native code. So I think if you're going to do an app that um, 
is meant to scale and going to be big yeah. at all, you should just go straight to the React Native CLI. Expo is cool to okay. kind of get used to. Um, maybe React Native and, and mess around with some stuff that can look good quickly, but I don't think that it is a permanent solution for a production app. Okay, you just don't have enough Hot take. <laughs> yeah, just not enough control then if you have. Well, um, like Otto was talking about, there's some um, libraries like React Native Maps, for example, if you mm -hmm. want to map it all, that's going to depend on some uh, native code that you'll have to update. And you can't do that if you're using Expo. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but if you go to go with the React Native CLI route, then you need to basically be able to work with the native code as well. Right. And the tooling. So you need to know a bit of Xcode, a bit of Android Studio. Yeah. And being able be able to debug those when issues come up and they will. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was another, I guess, kind of surprising part um, first getting into it was how quickly I had to jump into using Xcode and Android Studio. So it's, yeah. while it is um, super easy to get up and running, it can be also frustrating when you think that you're gonna be writing your cross-platform app right away in just JavaScript, mm. and then you have to start looking at. Yeah, there's definitely a lear learning curve to it. I remember when I started like opened Xcode for the first time in Android Studio, yeah. there's a lot of stuff you like, you it's don't know anything what's going <laughs> yeah. on, and I just want to launch the app or publish it, but that's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of stuff to get to know too. So at what point do you have to begin opening Xcode and Android Studio? Just when you're ready to publish? Or are there times before then you were kind of talking about deep debugging? or? I mean, there, there have been times when I've launched, and again, this could just be me, but where I've initialized <laughs> a project and ran it on iOS just fine and then go to run it in Android and... It, it crashes or it's, I, I get some weird It's not just error. you. Yeah. It's not just yeah. you. <laughs> so particularly if, if you're working on um, a group project and you've been added to the group and, you know, supposedly the app runs fine and then you clone the repo and do a React Native run Android and you get some weird, you know, some weird error that you don't know what it means and you jump into Android Studio and start poking around and cleaning and rebuilding and doing all this. Yeah, and if you need to link the link libraries manually as well, you then you yeah. need to poke around in Xcode. Like React Native provides the tool for linking libraries, like when you install React Native Maps or something else that requires <laughs> the native native side of things, then you can just run React Native link yeah. library. So that's true. Yeah. Cool. So it seems like I know when I'm on my two main React Native projects, I've initially begun developing with like the iOS simulator up and running but then mm. when you jump into is that what you guys both do yeah. too you start with ios <laughs> that, I, it seems smoother pretty common i think <laughs> yeah yeah I, I always do it and always regret it oh no <laughs> yeah, you should really check both platforms like all the time like when you make a change on ios you should also check it on android to see whether it looks the same because it might not yeah sometimes the cross-platform styling issues can be there and what gotcha. it doesn't really hurt to have it built in the android emulator even if you're not looking at it constantly, just having it kind of running and reloading as you're working so you can see if whatever change, it looks great in iOS, turns out doesn't quite <laughs> Not work so in great in Android. And then you can just fix it right away. You think that's the most efficient well, way to develop. Yeah. You, you can, you'll know that it exists right away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can fix it right away. Yeah, and the clients and customers you're building the app for, they might have both devices. They might have iOS devices and Android, so you should keep your eye on the Android version as well for them that yeah. they don't run into problems when they run the app. So. Yeah, typically they'll have that, uh, you know, off-brand Android. Yeah, <laughs> something weird, some weird yeah. device that doesn't. With a tech zoom to like a thousand. Well, 
this is really good to talk about though for people just getting started because if you're only using Apple devices or if you only have an iOS phone and you don't anticipate these problems, you definitely want to find a way to check for Android devices. Yeah. And it seems that is this just something React Native as a library needs to improve or is there something to do with the Android platform or I think it's just differences in the platforms. Really, I mean, mm. it's I think iOS particularly with styling and stuff, just is a lot more forgiving. Um, yeah, on Android, okay. I've had some weird problems with margins and paddings, not not like Android not respecting the layout, margins and paddings, and it's weird. No respect. <laughs> no <laughs> respect yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> iOS knows its place. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like stuff with, uh, with particularly w- stuff that I've worked on with Z-indexing, um, like animated touchables and that kind of stuff, it'll work like a charm on iOS. And then... On Android, you'll have to do a bunch of weird workarounds. Um. You mentioned animated. So one of the things I've come across, kind of from talking to both of you and then also on my own, is it seems that React Native, while it has all the great benefits of being really efficient, great to get started with and up and running, it's harder to develop, like I'm, I'll say visuals, but like particularly animations with React Native as opposed to using like a native language like Swift or Kotlin. Besides, I guess, A, would you agree with that? And then also, what other, what are like the biggest things people just should be aware of when getting started with React Native? Like, I think you have dealt with map bugs before Uh, or? Well, in regards to animations uh, in particular, uh, React Native is actually, you can do a lot of pretty surprisingly powerful stuff. um, Good. As long as you are aware of, I guess, the limitations, like, um, Using React Native's Pan Responder, um, which is kind of their touch handler, is exciting, and you can do a lot with it. But it does run obviously on the JavaScript thread. So if you're trying to make some sort of uh, animations that are responding to your Pan Responder, um, it's going to be pretty jittery because the animations aren't going to be running on the native thread. Um, I'm just kind of jumping around here. Yeah, and no, that's good. Yeah, and regarding libraries, like sometimes libraries like React Native wrappers for some native code, they don't support exactly what you need, but the native code does. And you can either create a pull request for that React Native module and wait for it to be fixed, or you can fix it or yourself and create pull request. Mm-hmm. Or then you can f- third option is to fork the library yourself and fix the issue and then use that, which is a n- somewhat common thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, particularly for a specific use case. We've done that a couple of times on projects where we've been forced to just fork a library to fix one tiny little thing. And it's a good way to, I don't know, get used to doing that kind of thing. You know, not restricting yeah. yourself to just how the library is functioning. But if you if you see the problem and you know how to fix it, don't be yeah. afraid to fork do it so. and fix it. Hashtag <laughs> fork it and fix it. Yeah, but then you'll Third need tip. to know a bit of the native code as well, like Swift yeah. or Kotlin yeah. to mm-hmm. actually fix if it's on the native side of things and not the React Native wrapper that needs fixing. So, Well, that's awesome. I mean, definitely that's what you should be aware of if you're getting started. Like these are the hardships, I guess, in debugging and building a React Native app. But back to like one of the biggest benefits that I've really enjoyed ever since I started with React Native is like the how popular it is and like how big of a community it has online. Yeah. So not only do you have the documentation, but do you guys find that while developing you're, you're using that community to help answer questions or solve problems? 
Yeah, it has the uh, big support and like very stack active. Of, yeah, very active community. There's a lot of a lot of issues <laughs> for the yeah. rapper <laughs> libraries that ca you can yeah. re reference them. People stepping into same kind of problems that you are, so you can find solutions on GitHub or Stack Overflow. You get stuck most of the time. Yeah, there's so always. There's always multiple posts for the same problem and multiple solutions for those problems. It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah, React Native is, yeah, the community and the problems and, and uh, responses are just funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's always an interesting discussion in, in those GitHub issues. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I take that as a positive for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so when... If you were like building, I guess, a personal project or like if you were depending on the type of application you were trying to develop, when would you be tempted to use React Native like for sure? Like this is definitely the kind of app that I'm going to use React Native for versus maybe you would consider using like Swift or Kotlin or like how should what should people consider if they're considering using React Native versus learning a native language? Always use React Native. Okay. <laughs> Go with it. It's all no I matter know. what. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Uh, in reality, I guess if you're building a sim really simple app, for example, like if you have like a conference or convention coming, you might build an app for that exact event on, event on oh. React Native. Like mm -hmm. I've been to a couple of programming conferences and they provide these kind of simple applications that have the, has the schedule for that conference and speakers and right. all that. Mm -hmm. So those kind of things are really simple and provide value for your visitors and things like that. So for those use cases, at least it's really good. That's awesome. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about too. Yeah. That's perfect. I think you can use it for pretty, I don't, I don't wanna say any kind of app, but a lot of apps, it's just that um, you should expect to have to do a lot of, you know, kind of quirky fixes and workarounds to yeah, get it to yeah. look good. And it depends on your like com company as well. Like if you have a lot of web developers, it's much easier to get started with React Native. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any native developers, it's <laughs> well, of course, it's really hard. <laughs> to, like you would need to educate everybody on Swift and Kotlin and then create those mobile apps. But with React Native, you can get started much faster. So yeah, and it's always nice having a native developer either on your team at work or just in your group of friends. That's <laughs> awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Otto. Um, <laughs> th th that can help to uh, debug some of the native problems that you will inevitably run into. That's awesome. So in your development days, like, do you have a favorite library or like a favorite feature that you just find React Native is great for? Just like personal preference. Anything favorite library? That, yeah, anything there, that comes to mind. There is, well, there's two. There's uh, React Native Gesture Handler combined with uh, Reanimated lets you... Uh, tackle the problem that I was discussing earlier with the pan responder because it will um, handle gestures and animations on the native thread. So it's a little um, a little more difficult to get into and utilize compared to the pan responder that ships with React Native out the gate. But um, you can do a lot of really powerful things with it. So it's worth looking into. Nice. Very cool. Super cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anything comes to mind for you, Otto. But uh, not, not really. I like those library loaders, moment JS, all the important stuff yeah. related to React Native. That's good. Uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, I am like out of official questions for you guys, but I don't know if you had something you wanted to like throw in here because we, I know we were considering as a podcast like doing a React Native series, not 
immediately like following up every week with only react native stuff but like maybe we can really like drill down into one of these points or maybe have an episode on like react native deployment where we discuss some of the more difficulties in learning to use xcode and android studio when you're actually ready to publish your app or something like that discussing a specific library in the future but if any of you listeners have a suggestion for us and want to hear more about react native i mean please let us know and then what else yeah, do tweet people need to us. know yes yeah. hashtag has something <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag duct tapes react native. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag duct tapes react native. Here's my question. <laughs> and anything else people need to know when they're just getting started? I mean, yeah, this is like turned into a just react native. What are our thoughts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of getting started, um, just do it, man. Just yeah, well, jump I right guess in. the important point is like it's really easy to get started with it, but as you get deeper and deeper into developing with react native, it's get it gets harder as well. Like you need to know at least a bit of Xcode and Android Studio, like yeah. we said before, a bit of native code, yeah. like, or then have some some friend <laughs> that you can ask <laughs> help from. <laughs> or We're right here some group every person. week. Yeah. Yeah. And running the app in different environments like iOS, Android debug mode, simulators on, and on device, and then like actually releasing the app as well, like to test flight and play, play store beta track and all these kinds yeah. of things. So it, there's a lot to it in the end. Yeah, having both, yeah, testing on both uh, platforms, I think, is a, a really important thing to stress because it, it yeah. can be. I mean, I've gotten very far along in projects before just working with the iOS simulator and thinking that I'm like 99% of the way there. And then I open an Android and I'm like 50% of the way. Oh, <laughs> and man. then then you consider, well, should I just cut out this part of the audience? Yeah, no. just no. Yeah, just use the iOS side of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome, you guys. I mean, for everyone getting started with React Native, make sure you're testing on both platforms and be aware that you will have to go through a bit of work when you're finally getting down to deployment and the production of your app, um, but just jump into it to get started. It's super easy to get up and running if you have web development experience, especially. Mm -hmm. And yeah, hopefully you guys will enjoy it as much as we do. I mean, we're using it in a lot of professional projects, it sounds like. And, and personal projects. And personal mm -hmm. projects Don't as well. Don't forget those. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And that doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Um, it has a huge community online, and we hope you guys will give it a shot. Uh, look forward to talking with you more in the future. Otto, you are officially invited for the remainder of the series, man. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think we need rotating. <laughs> Should I be happy or not? Yeah. Should you be happy? <laughs> um, yeah. Great. I think that's what we got, guys. Have a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Yeah, that was a great, great discussion. <laughs> it was really cool hearing everybody's thoughts. Because, like, I have my own on these individual, mm -hmm. I don't want to call them issues, but, like, topics. Right. And it was really nice to kind of have them reconfirmed by everybody else, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because everybody, I think everybody runs into, I don't want to say the bad part. But, yeah, yeah. But, 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 some, but some issues with React Native. And I guess it's easy to get frustrated with it. But it's also so easy to get started and I mean, everybody's so using use it. it yeah huge I mean, community just keep on filing those github issues and asking questions stack overflow exactly and if you can find a friend yeah keep your friends yeah. close yeah the big the big theme of this episode is to have friends guys yeah don't don't be you can't be a coder if you don't have friends um and if you're not cool um <laughs> I don't so, know if like people have questions or like something they'd like yeah. to delve into deeper, but let us know, please. Like Twitter at, Go to tweet duct tapes. at us. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. Twitter at us too. <laughs> Go to duct tapes app. Uh, what is it? Duct tapes.fm. That's right. And email us 
of your questions and we will respond with an answer. I promise. Or tweet at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tweet at us, you know, or we have an Instagram too. Super active Instagram. Yeah. How do you get into <laughs> get, that account again? Get in there and we will respond to you there. And then everything Sounds really will be good. great. Yeah. Hopefully we can continue this series going forward and talk more about React Native. I mean, we use it all the time. Yeah. If there's something in React Native or in the React Native world that you would like us to discuss, let us know. And that's all. We'll see you next week, <laughs> you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>